Faith, what day is it? It is TV Tuesday. It is TV Tuesday. What are we talking about today? I'm pretty sure we're talking about the first season of American Horror Story. American Horror Story. This is what I like to call a water cooler show. Do you know what a water cooler show is, Faith? I don't know. They used to say that Seinfeld was a water cooler show because when you watch the show the next day, when you're at the water cooler talking to your work buddy about what you watched the night before, this is what you talk about. And for me, when this show was airing back in 2011, this was coming on Wednesday nights, and there was a a girl I work with every day before coffee. We would we would make a beeline for each other. What have you got on last night's episode? Did you see that? Like, what happened? So this, to me, is definitely a water cooler show. So let's get into it. American Horror Story Murder House. Now, it was retroactively titled Murder House. It was originally just American Horror Story. And you have a problem with that, don't you? Yeah, I have no idea why. I it, think, I just, I don't know. I don't I don't really like that it's called Murder House. For, I don't know. Just one of those little picadillos, yeah, it, huh? Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't know so, if that's really necessary. It, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But I'm just uh, really picky. I don't know. You are. You are. I've, I've, I've been out to eat with her. I've seen <laughs> it. Uh, so what is your general opinion of this first season? Oh, I'm a huge fan. This is by far my favorite season of American Horror Story. Um, the theme, the tone, how dark everything is, the house. It's just, I love it. What right. Are, what about you? Um, I have a very, very high opinion of this show. Now, let me ask you, because you just said something that is not in the notes here, but I want to touch on this in in this episode. Mm-hmm. How many seasons of this series have you seen? Um, three or four, I think. Okay. I think I stopped at um, Freak Show. Okay. Um, so truth be told, this is the only season of this show that I've seen from start to finish. I. Okay. We were such, in fact, the girl I was talking about, uh, you know, every morning we would get together to compare notes on the show. We gave Asylum two episodes, I think, and we both checked out of Asylum pretty early. Oh, that's early. my second favorite season. Is actually. it really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, maybe because it was so different from, because this set such a high bar, right. I think, for, for a lot of things. And it we just... It didn't catch on like like this one did because this right. one just immediately hooks you pretty early and it doesn't it doesn't like and I have a theory on how it does that. Would you like to hear that? I would love to. I believe that what they used when they used a toner to print the scripts, they had chocolate chip cookie dough, raw chocolate chip cookie dough, and maybe a little bit of crack <laughs> and fairy dust in there. And then when they processed the film, they used the same raw chocolate chip cookie dough, You're probably crack right. and fairy dust because it, it hooks you and it you, you just have to watch it and. So truth be told, in, in the interest of full disclosure, the TV Tuesday, we always pick an episode of a show to do. And, and if you've been following, we've done, what have we done? X-Files and Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And we've done The Incredible Hulk and Twilight Zone. And we have some other good things on the horizon. So we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. And I texted Faith and I said, what about American Horror Story? And my intent was to do the pilot of this season. And her text back to me was something along the lines of, I was just thinking that we should do. <laughs> oh, I had been wanting to rewatch it anyway. So that was a, perfect, a great excuse yeah. to do it. Yeah. And so the funny thing is, so we're preparing to to do this. And I was start, I rewatched the pilot, uh, I think before you. Mm-hmm. And I, it was early in the morning and I texted her. I said, I watched the pilot. Now we're only going to do the pilot, but I'm going to go ahead and watch the second episode. <laughs> and then 
And then the next text after that, probably about an hour later, was I'm going to go ahead and do the third episode, and we're going to do like the first half of the season. So we're going to be giving you, uh, long story short, we're kind of doing the whole season much, today. Yeah. All 12 episodes. And, and honestly, as I started the pilot, I went on to the second episode, and I was like, I should text him and maybe suggest we should do the whole first season, because it's not really that long, and it all kind of you know ties together, so it's not a whole bunch of random stuff. Right, so, yeah, right. yeah, I'm glad it, we... It really... It really does just draw you in. And one of the things that I like about this show is that it's, is it 12 episodes? 12, yeah. It's 12 episodes. So they call it a limited series, a limited anthology series is a technical, I think, uh, television term for it. And what do you think about that uh, style of storytelling where you have a limited number of episodes, you have an open, you know, closed-ended story like this where everything's at least, you know, maybe there's some questions at the end, but you get the entirety of the story mm-hmm. in that season. What do you, what do you think about that? I'm a fan of it. I think it works. I think for this specific, um, season, I think, I mean, I like the way it was put together. I, I do too. Now, one of the things from a practical standpoint is I don't know how you would have multiple seasons of this. Right. Uh, so I think they did a great job of telling the story in the time they have allotted. The other thing from, uh, I think as a viewer, and I was thinking this when I was watching Connie Britton because recently I did all five seasons of Friday Night Lights that she's in. I think she won some major awards for that. And she's great. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about her in a minute. But I lost my life for about three weeks watching because <laughs> I was binge watching. I mean, it was the epitome of binge watching. Did you ever see the South Park episode with the World of Warcraft where where the boys are playing so. World of Warcraft and they ha- they decide like if we sleep four hours a day and, and yeah, <laughs> I had turned into that. I was... <laughs> When did you do that? That was that was a few months ago. It was right before we started the show, uh, probably in January, I think. And I feel like I remember you saying that. And so she was on my mind, and I was like, "Thank God, this is a closed-ended series." Because my quote when I finished Friday Night Lights was, "I have my life back. I can get on with things." And uh, but I'm I'm a fan of the series. I think it I think it makes for better, more efficient storytelling. You know, a lot of the British dramas and mysteries do this. Only eight to ten, maybe twelve episodes in a in a season and i think it's a better better i think so too i was even gonna say it's even better than putting it into like movie form you know i feel like kind of waiting for the next episode the next week and there's only so many i feel like it kind of makes a little more exciting to to um right you know anticipating and And, uh you know again as a viewer who appreciates good storytelling and television uh as i was saying my friend jessica who i would hook up with and we would talk about the show every morning it makes those conversations a lot better i think Mm -hmm. you know because you know the end's coming. You're not speculating on something. My right. poor friend Kate is a Lost fan, and I know some of those poor Lost fans out there, they are still still wondering what <laughs> what exactly is going on. So uh, I I really like the way that this this is told. So let's let's give a little background on this American Horror Story Murder House. This premiered on the FX Network on October second, two thousand eleven, and it feels like it was just yesterday. He was created by Ryan Murphy and Ryan Falchuk. The first season stars Connie Britton, Dylan McDermott, Tyessa Farmiga. I practiced that one. <laughs> Evan Peters and Jessica Lang, along with some great recurring characters. But I want to start with the character of the show, and that is the L.A. Victorian that is the murder house. So, Faith, what do you think of this house, and do you agree with me that it is the main character of the series? Okay, first, yes, I completely agree with you. Second, this is basically my dream home. <laughs> now, is it your dream home because wait, of the wait, way wait, it looks? Wait, wait, I was going to say it's my dream home the way it looks, not with 
like the homicidal spirits in it. So. Speaking speaking of the way it looks now, I didn't when it when it hit me, I didn't go back and do a, a, a count on this. But did you notice that when you see the house, you always see it from a, a view askew. It's it you mm-hmm. never see the house like straight on. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little uh-huh. touch, but uh, I'm with yeah. This is the the house is the main character of this yeah, show. Absolutely. So so you you like it. I like mm-hmm. it now. Um, so our family, the Harmons, played by Tyessa Farmiga. Again, I practiced that one. I'm probably still saying it wrong. Uh, Dylan McDermott, not to be confused with Dermot Mulroney, as as is the case, and the lovely and very awesome and talented Connie Britton. They play the Harmons, and the Harmons move into this home. They've been having a rough go of things in Boston. There's been some uh, trauma, That's and that's the word. That's kind of the theme of this series. There's some trauma, and they move into this house in an effort to fix things, to get things back on track, and things just don't go that way. I'd say they go south, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly. So uh, one of the storytelling aspects I like in this series, and I think a lot of it is due to the fact that they know exactly how many episodes that they're dealing with. I like the way that information is revealed in the series. Did you catch the way that they were kind of doing this, the way they were baiting you mm-hmm. with this? Yeah. So for the first half of the series, you, you're not exactly sure what's going on. What what the rules are right. of the world? Did you you agree that yeah, I got you don't that. know what the mm-hmm. rules are? Yeah, you get little moments like Jessica Lang telling uh, Moira, uh, "Don't make me kill you again." Right. Things like that. So you know something's mm-hmm. a little wonky, or as uh, Keanu Reeves would say in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, "Strange things are afoot at the Circle K." You know, strange <laughs> things are afoot, and but you're not exactly sure what is. What the world, what is reality right. fiction? Who's in who's real? Who's right. not real? So, and it's about the halfway point, the Halloween two parter, where you officially kind of know what is going on. Now, you don't know the history of the house, but you know the rules of the house. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it's it's a matter of rectifying, reconciling these these storylines. Um, and as I have, yeah, right here, the next half of the season is where our main storyline kind of develops. A little more and then starts to resolve so do you think the way in which the story is told keeps our interest or is it something else I think for me personally that's kind of what kept me coming back I liked that it was like a puzzle or a mystery and you just wanted to kind of come back and try to figure it out for yourself I mean I'm, I'm with you I because watching it again I don't have a great affection for those characters at right. the beginning of the show but it's the manner in which the story is told that's keeping me coming. Mm-hmm. So the format exactly. is good. Now, there's nothing against those characters. I think they're, you know, you have 12 episodes, though, that we get to play with them. And, but their story is, is you know, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Familiar enough yeah. to, you know, you kind of know what the story, their story is. Um, let's see. So we've kind of been skirting around this and this is the next question I have here. This brings up the real question of the series. What is this about? Now we've had some conversations about this prior to the show and I'm not going to, I'm going to preface this with, I don't think we're going to have a definitive answer no, here. I don't think so. <laughs> I want you to tell me what you texted me and I'm going to add something to that. I believe that the central theme of this show is trauma. I believe that But you also told me something else. Oh, well please enlighten. Didn't our... you mention something about birth? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I can't believe I don't have that written down here. Yes. This series is definitely concerned with life and death, but well, specifically was, the act of birth. What I was going to add with birth, 
I don't think it's just the birth of babies. I think it's the birth of evil and more spirits, new spirits through the house. That's I feel like that's it's not just birth of these new babies. It's the birth of so many things right. with this house. Right. And I feel like there's a lot more under the surface here mm-hmm. than uh, I was able to kind of scratch out. Uh, but I mean, the theme of that is right in your face. Yeah. It's, but, but the traumatic episode, the uh, things of trauma and how you heal. And I think you can see like, even though the characters die at the end, there's a sense of happiness peace. and peace. Yes. So I think it's how you deal with things. Mm-hmm. And I think they're finally able to deal with things in a rational, normal, maybe not normal, but <laughs> they're able to, to come to terms with some things and, you know, there's there's this little bit of happiness when you can take your problems, and you see this in so much in literature and film and in horror movies, especially where the character has to learn to deal with something in a correct way. And I think the Harmons learn to deal with something mm-hmm. in a correct way. And you see the character standing on the outside, yeah. um, Kate Mara, and uh, the Tate character can't deal with things in a healthy, rational manner, so they're left on the outside alone. And you have the warmth of the family on the inside. So I think it has a lot to say about about our society. Uh, again, there's so much going on here in 12 episodes that, that I, I was going to take, I I really was, I was going to take notes and then I got so just caught up in the show. I did too. And I just wanted to watch the show. Me too. If that makes any sense. How many days did it take you to watch the whole season again? (laughs) All right. You're going to out me here. No, cause it's probably the same. It's probably like two or three. It took two. (laughs) That was all I was watching. I can't. It took two. So again, in the interest of full disclosure, I usually wake up about three o'clock in the morning. Uh, uh, I know people out there are probably going, "What?" Uh, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I go to bed relatively early. I go to bed uh, bed around seven. I'm up at three. I'm in the gym by three thirty. I'm back home four fifteen. Uh, eat, kind of get ready for the day. You know, just kind of you know have some quiet time. But now my my work starts early at six, so I have to be in bed with the lights off at seven if I want to make that three o'clock wake up call. That didn't happen for the two <laughs> days that I was watching American Horror Story. So Connie Britton for the second time I guess kind of took took my life away from me. And uh yes, that's right. I'm blaming Connie Britton. Uh, and you know, blame is another uh theme of mm-hmm. this series. You know, you can yeah. you know accept you know people don't do things to you. You know, you let people do things to you. You right. let it affect you. So there's a there's a lot of great stuff in in this, yeah, there's, in this a, there's series. a lot entwined, and I think it all works so well. It never yeah. feels gratuitous right. or or anything out of place. Now it's long; it's a long watch because it's twelve episodes, but it never feels like twelve episodes. Right. It, it really keeps you coming back for it. Um, I don't want it to end, really. <laughs> no, and uh, the storytelling, and then the history of the house, the the great guest stars and recurring characters they have on here. Everything about this show is just absolutely top notch. And this was a big deal when it came out because of the limited anthology storytelling aspect of it, the 12 episodes. This was something that hadn't been done in a while or really ever on American television. And uh, the influence of the Twilight Zone can be seen on this. Mm-hmm. And really the whole series is kind of the Twilight Zone because of the different yeah. stories every season. But this Twilight Zone is more episodic where this is season-oriented. Mm-hmm. So I love it. And he said, Ryan Murphy said... Uh, in an interview that his intent with the show wasn't anything more than to scare people just to have a good time scaring people. And you know, the influence of Rosemary's baby and uh, Amityville horror can be seen on this. And and I think it's great. You can see the influence in the mashup, but you're not, 
going, oh, they're doing this. Oh, they're, you know, right. no, it's, it's great. And they touch on some serious issues too, school shootings and, and, and things of that nature and teenage angst. It's, it really does go deep. Was, that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> so getting back to the LA Victorian that you love and adore so yes. much and that we are both in agreement is the main character of this series. Do you see the house as evil or is this a neutral entity? Uh, they never address this in the show. Now, Let's say this before we get into it. I know that the apocalypse season does address some of the nature of the house. I haven't seen it. Have you seen? I have okay. not seen it. So we are going strictly on what we are familiar with in this series and our impressions of the house as someone, you know, having seen it seven years ago would have maybe had this impression. So do you see, how do you see the house? I don't see it as evil necessarily. I think what's in it is evil. They just happen to reside there. But I wouldn't say the house is necessarily. I don't. I don't think the house is neither entity. here nor there on it. I think the house is just a magic place. Right. And uh, but I, yeah, I think that's just where things happen. And things happen. Yeah. That's where they reside. Those spirits reside, and they just happen to be evil. And right. Right. I wouldn't say it's the house though. Seeing right. This. So uh, I don't want to jump the gun here. I have one more big one, but I, since it's kind of come up, speaking of the spirits, do you have a favorite spirit that resides in the house? Ooh. When I first watched it, I really liked Tate, like years ago when it first came on. And watching it again, I was a little... He's a little bastard. Yeah, I was like, wait, I don't know if I... Because he knows he's dead the entire time. He's a manipulative He's a manipulative little so, bastard. I mean, he might be one of my favorites. Um, I he's, really, a, he's a complicated character, and we like, we like that. Yeah. I really like Mora, though. Mora is good. I like her. I like the Infantata. I think that's one of the creepiest little things yeah. I've ever seen. When you put a little person in a in a child's outfit like that with with that kind of evil makeup on it, you know, and the way it runs and the way that it's filmed, it's just it's creep central it and is. it sets the whole tone of the series for me. Um, speaking of the whole tone of the series, did you get a prom night vibe in the very first scene when she's when little Addie is standing outside the house? The way that uh, prom yes. night started off with yes. the kids in the house, yeah, I, I, like see, I, said, little, I, didn't, I didn't think of that when little, I watched it, but that yeah, little references, that. it's little references like that. So, uh, I like the Infantata. No, Moira is definitely my, I think maybe my favorite character in the show, and I like the older Moira. You Me know, too. Uh, you know, my instincts would say younger Moira with the stockings and the garters, but no, it's actually <laughs> older Moira. And but I think both of those actresses, Frances uh, Conroy and uh, Alexandra Breckenridge, are both great. Uh, doing doing different versions of that character I, I, it's great this show is so much fun it is fun uh uh special mention actually no i take it back i think my favorite is zachary uh quinto oh, mr spock so, is chad warwick he's playing so good. just it is the most kinda, bitchy when, performance when he, i've ever seen he enters that show i feel like he steals it oh like, he, he steals whatever every, moment every moment he's in it's every moment, and it's those eyebrows, and it's the deliver. It's him. It's, he's great. He's, he's a great awesome. actor. Um, would you agree, though, that that is one of the most bitchy performances oh, you've ever seen in anything ever? <laughs> absolutely. And it feels so effortless. It doesn't even feel like he's acting. That's I the know. thing. It's just, oh, here's Chad. <laughs> Chad Warwick, who just wants a perfect Halloween. I feel like that name fits him perfectly. Poor no, guy. No Chad Warwick, yeah. Chad's, but it kind of fits him. No offense, yeah. So, as we said, there's a lot of great performances in this show, but I'm going to say one name. Uh-huh. Jessica Lang. Uh-huh. Go. <laughs> the first time I saw her on that show and she opened her mouth, 
I was sold. She comes onto the scene like something out of a Tennessee Williams play. Mm -hmm. She like uh, like a Catherine Hepburn role, and I uh, forget which one she's in, uh, but something like these grand Southern heroines Mm -hmm. that uh, you know, alcoholic heroines of Tennessee (laughs) Williams or Truman Capote, you know, used to write, and she completely owns every every scene that she's in and you want to see her. What's funny is I usually don't like over-the-top actresses or people who are so overdramatic, but she does it so flawlessly that you cannot help but to love her. She does it. Uh, it's you know that's a great point. I didn't even Excuse think about me, this. Knocking at um, stuff like that wasn't you do. that wasn't faith. That was the spirits. Oh, because we're actually in the murder oh. house. <laughs> no, the um, uh, the great thing about her performance that I didn't think of until you just brought it up is how over the top it is, but it's absolutely sublime. It's mm-hmm. so it's like underplayed and overplayed all at the same time. Exactly. And I don't know of many who could do this. Now, I'm a fan of Jessica Lange. Now I wouldn't say that she's like you know the Pfeiffer for me but she's always great so she's one of my favorite actresses now yeah she's always fantastic and um so she uh constance langford is i one of the great characters i think in in television and what is it about her like you just she's so awful she's awful she's blunt she just she's racist she's (laughs) she's um you know, she's you'd say of, you say homophobic, but she's not scared of the gays. She's no, she's just outright bigoted yeah. towards everyone. <laughs> I feel like she she's kind of a mashup of like what a lot of people want to say and how they want to be, but they're you know afraid to be that. And she's kind of all of that. Just with the offensive one. part, not with the right. not with the 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 racist no, not, elements yeah, of it. Yeah, not, you know, not with the intent to poison right. people with cupcakes, but you know. Right. <laughs> Although I've wanted to poison a few people with cupcakes, not poison them, just give them you know. The runs like, yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> so, no, Jessica Lang is absolutely fantastic, and this was kind of a career resurgence for her. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she owns this to me, she is the show. Oh, she, yeah. this she is her show. In this show, right? I don't this think is I'd this is her like show. Uh, before we close it up, uh, coming off of Jessica Lang, now my favorite performance, Jessica Lang is right up there, but actually, my favorite performance is, is different, it's Addie. Oh, I love her. I love Miss Brewer, who plays Addie in this I show. I just forgot her first name, but her last name is, I know her last name is Brewer. I think I know her first name. She, how lovely is she? Oh, she's incredible. I just I love, love her. You can tell that spirit is just coming out of her. I, I adore her in this. She, Jamie, like, she, like, Jamie she had, Brewer. She's having so much fun doing this. <laughs> and see it. how much does it hurt when, when oh, she is, gosh. you know, kind of. Kind of uh, when Jessica Lange steps on her, you know, it, it, she's so lovely. She, I just want to hug her, oh, you yeah. know, and that's a great thing. I, I've <clears throat> Faith knows this. I have a very soft spot in my heart for for the uh, for people who are downtrodden, afflicted, you know, uh, Down syndrome. I love Down syndrome people. I really do think that they are a gift to all of us. I think they make us stop and uh, take stock of what's really important. They yeah. make us do that. Uh, you know, uh, that's not saying that they're these perfect, you know, you know, oh, look, they're so happy. No, no, no. They're people. They're people with feel. She's great. And mm-hmm. and I I just adore her in this. I do too. And uh, this was a big break for her. And she's been back on the show, I think, several times. Mm-hmm. And uh, seems like a really delightful girl. And my favorite Addie moment is when uh, Violet uh, asks her when she wants to be a pretty girl. And Violet goes, and she asks, are you a virgin? And she goes, and Violet says, no, are you? Hell no. <laughs> 
Yes, I love. Which so I think much. I think is a great moment. Um, so uh, so there we go. Let's let's do it. Let's get into let's get into as as we said, we were not going to come to a consensus on what the theme of this show is. But if you're out there and you watch it, please please let us know. Maybe at a later date we might do uh, uh, episode specific. Uh, TV Tuesday, like mm-hmm. maybe we'll take the pilot and really break it down. But uh, so uh, some favorite moments. Yeah, I know you have you have some things. Uh, um, let's talk about favorite death. Do you have a favorite death from this um, season? The one that makes me laugh is uh, just the fact that he put the fire poker up his ass uh, when he killed uh, Patrick, I believe is his name. Yeah. But as far as fa- I think the most brutal one for me was Ben's actual death when when they mm-hmm. hung Ben. I, I thought that was so. So just kind of, kind of, you know, hardcore. I think my favorite's Vivian. I like the, I won't say sweetness of it, but I like the whole, you know, Violet's over there as a ghost, tell her mom, mm-hmm. come on. Right. Ben's fighting for her to stay alive. Right. And then there's just this, and then the doctor disappears and nurses disappear and it's just candles and stuff. I don't know. I just, I liked that. It, it was, it was a really, yeah, it was a really nice scene. Yeah. Um yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would, I would go with you on that. Like I said, then the, uh, just the fire poker up the edge. Just the fact that he brought it up later too. You know, like, well, maybe if you hadn't shoved a fire poker up my ass. Um, do you have a favorite character? Uh, well, you know the ones, the ones I've mentioned so right. far. But I do uh, want to give a special mention to Travis, uh, yes. Jessica Lang's little boy toy. What a sweet natured guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell him before uh, Kate Mara's character, Hayden, kills him, uh, you have so much going on. Get the hell away from this poison woman, man. No, what a sweet guy. And the way he was playing with the burned kids in the murder house, and I thought that was just really great. A nice touch. I also like Larry. I think Larry's a great character. I like him, too. Um, They're all such great characters like probably the ones i want you know, the least favorites are the Harmons, and i and i even like them i think there's a lot going on uh i now my only um eric stone street from modern family the piggy piggy guy mm-hmm. the guy with the urban legend i felt like that story didn't go anywhere yeah yeah i'm with you right there. i would like some more of that i think i got what they were trying to do with that you know uh, urban legends and people and right. neighborhoods have their urban legends and every neighborhood has a house. But I felt like they didn't really follow through on that. And uh, I felt like that was a missed opportunity because I really like that storyline. Mm-hmm. So that'd I be my too. biggest knock on this series. But uh, as far as those, those are my favorite characters, really kind of. I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, Constance kind of takes the cake for me. Constance, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's unfair to put her at the top because, you know, like, because that's professional right there. Right. And, and, you know, it seems like everybody else is amateurs, you know. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's really good. Now, have you seen, because I haven't, and we're going to eventually get to these later seasons, Jessica Lang, is she as good in the other seasons as she is in this? I like her in Asylum. And I know she's in... Um, Coven, isn't yes, she? Coven. And, and I know only- there's a link between Constance and the... Co- I know there's a link between all of mm-hmm. all of these seasons and Billy Dean, the psychic, kind of lays it right. out. Because now, you know, seven years later, you can go, oh. But uh, Constance's people was uh, her great-great-grandmother or something was a, one of the supreme witches mm-hmm. or something yeah. like this. So uh, I think it's great that they do that, but, um, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, right. this, is, yeah, she's just a great character. Absolutely. And um, the last thing I have to ask you is do you have a favorite scene or a favorite moment? You know, um... There's so many. To, there's just so many to pick from. So I'm not going to go with a favorite scene in a moment, but I'm going to go with something that I think this show did really well. I think it's just the iconography, and they were doing a great job of promoting the show. 
before it even came out. And uh, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> so hope, I hope you know, it doesn't come off as cheating, but I'm going to go with just the great iconography of the rubber man. I think the rubber, you know, the yeah. look of the rubber man and then those posters and the way that they use him in advertising. So to me that the two things in this show are the house itself and the rubber man. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, so I, I would go with, I'm just going to go with, with the way that it was uh, kind of advertised, and then it really played through and it delivered. It didn't. It really didn't. I take it back. I do. I take it back. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, my favorite moment is when Tate is on the beach and is met by the kids that he shot in the mm -hmm. high school. I think that is a beautiful scene. I think it's heartbreaking. I love the makeup on the kids. I love the whole nature of the scene. Uh, that is actually my favorite moment of the show. I kind of have. I have so. And many. it's so tragic, you know. But it it's, really it's my favorite. But that, that's where I'm going. Um. I like when Violet sees her dead body. That's a that's a horror that's a horror movie moment. Yeah, yeah. like I was like, oh, okay, wow. Right. Like when I first watched it, I didn't expect that at all. Um, second thing that just popped in my head that I really liked is when Ghost Vivian puts her arm around Violet in her room towards like I think right after she she died. Beautiful moment. Love that moment. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Moment. And moment. I love the moment when they run the family out the house in the yeah. last episode. Now. One thing I would have done oh, is there was a ghost again. <laughs> One thing I would have done is I would have shown them doing it three or four more times. I would have just had a yeah. montage of them doing it and getting yeah. better at it. It reminded me of Beetlejuice. The, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, what were their names? The Maitlands in in Beetlejuice. So I thought it was great. I I highly recommend uh, this whole first season of American Horror Story. Uh, if you're out there and you watch it, if you have any thoughts, uh, feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, we have plenty of contact information on the Instagram, on the website, latenightfright.com. So if you have any thoughts, uh, please let us know. And Faith, do you have anything else to add about American Horror Story? We're just calling it American Horror Story, not Murder House. I think I'm, I'm good. I think I am pretty good, too. So final question. Would you have left the house? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> My ass would have been out of there pretty, pretty quick. I, I don't Maybe. know exactly where, but it would have been out of there pretty quick. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, hmm, when would I, when would I have left? It reminds me of the Eddie Murphy, uh, joke and delirious, the stand up set where he was talking about, you know, uh, you know, if, uh, I, I think he was talking about the difference between white people and black people in horror movies or something. He's like, now black people going to the house, you know, <laughs> get out. Okay. I'm leaving. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't have taken a get out for me to leave. <laughs> I would have I would have been gone. <laughs> so I think when I saw the tour, no, actually when they broke into the house in the second episode, I would have been out. Yeah. yeah. So Probably, yeah. it's uh it's a great series. So if you have any thoughts on it, please send them to us and uh let us know how how quick you would have been out of that house. <laughs> so all right. American Horror Story, Murder House, watch it. It is currently available along with all of the other seasons of American Horror Story on Netflix. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. See you on the other side. Oh,